Welcome to another episode of Weezer Has Turned and Left Us Here. Woo. I'm Matt. I'm Sarah. And we're here to talk Weezer. And it has it's only been a week for you guys, but it's been a while for us. Yeah, but it's oh man, this episode is so fresh when it's coming to you guys. It's so fresh. In fact, I'm not even sure I finished this is it in the time. Closest, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is the closest we've recorded to, yeah. to like even the Coachella one. Yeah. We did Saturday night. That's this true. We're doing Sunday night. <laughs> To be fair, I did not have internet for a week, so and yeah. the internet is crucial to our recording process because it's just funny because we, you know, all my other podcasts, well, my other two, they're all in person, so it's like you don't need the internet to record those. You just show up and you press record on the thing. But yeah. this is like dependent on the internet. So Yeah, I can't just show up to your house <laughs> yeah. and record. It'd be weird if you did. I'd be like, did would you be very weird. drive well, here all night? That's <laughs> I will be there to record yeah. some episodes in like two months, Woo. two and a half months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more in-person oh, episodes. Oh man, that's soon. I better save some money. Wow, that is soon. It's already August, basically. Yeah, by the time this comes out, it'll, oh, well, it'll be right before August. So yeah, it's almost <laughs> the end of July. But uh, yeah, so why don't you tell everyone why you didn't have internet? Oh my God, because I moved. I'm still moving. It's still a thing. And and uh, I just want to say thank you to Matt for delaying this. Po- and even today, we were supposed to record at nine, my time. <laughs> and it's like, I got home and I, I had to park and then I got in. I'm like, okay, I'm only like five minutes late. And then I was like, where's my USB interface? And I looked every- and I know I'd seen it. And I specifically, when I packed it up, I didn't put it in a box. I put it somewhere where I knew I could get to it quickly. Yeah. So I was like, I know it's somewhere in like a bag or near my computer stuff. Where is it? Finally found it. Then I couldn't find... Was it the most random place ever? Um, It was... I don't even remember where I found it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was in a place it should not have been. And I think what I did was I took it out of my computer bag and I was like, I'm going to put it on top of this stuff. So nothing in there is related to computer stuff. Anyway, I found it and then I was like, where's the cord? Where's the USB <laughs> cord? And I looked over, I never did find the one that actually goes to this, but I found a different one. That Luckily works. I have yeah. so many cords and things for hard drives that one of them works. So <sighs> moving sucks and I hate it, but I'm really happy to be in a new place. I just, I need to get through getting the rest of my stuff out, cleaning the old place and then never going back there again <laughs> and then unpacking all my stuff and then I'll feel better. <laughs> But yeah, that's a lot so of stuff to get through, but starting um, a new job and moving in this yeah. in like within a month of each other is probably not the least stressful thing in the world. No, it's not. And, and, but it's funny because I was editing the last episode and I didn't have internet, but I had internet at my old place. So I was taking my stuff over to my old place to like, Oh, sorry. Something fell. It's fine. I have boxes everywhere. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a mess in here, but I was like taking the episode to the, to the old place to edit. And so I could upload it and, I had so much fun like listening to our last episode, the white album one. Like I have so much fun doing this podcast and listening back to it. It, It's actually very soothing in the same way that Weezer was very soothing to me when I was in college and it was kind of like this comforting thing. So I guess uh, 10, 15, however many years later, I still, I still use Weezer as, um, it's like a comforting thing. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I I really yeah because I also listen to every episode before. Mm-hmm. I think one episode, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but mm. generally I listen to every episode before just to make sure that everything sounds good. Yeah. I don't actually do any editing because I don't <laughs> do know anything. I should probably learn how to do that. It's pretty fun. It's pretty yeah. fun. But Oops, Now I'm dropping stuff. <laughs> I don't know why I'm playing with my subwoofer that's falling off. But how is your, have you done anything fun this week? Anything interesting? Any soccer? Any soccer injuries? Yeah, I'm playing a lot of soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no injuries, luckily. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. find out some point since we last recorded that uh my high school we're having our alumni game in like oh. now it's like two weeks so i i was like oh man i better get in as good shape as i can it's like, like that video of rivers getting in shape for the celebrity tournament <laughs> yeah yeah i was I'm gonna go out in the rain and just juggle yeah. the soccer ball and, <laughs> but i i it's funny because i'm actually in, in decent shape now which is good um, obviously. And, but I'm, it's kind of like, uh, almost going to a reunion, you know, hmm. a high school reunion. Cause these are the only people that I ever like really hung out with in high school were all the, so- were the soccer players. Hmm. So they're the only, like, I don't, yeah, I don't think that I really, oh, there's like two or three people that weren't on the soccer team that I hung out with, but you know, with the soccer players, we practice five days a week for half huh. of the year wow. and everything. So now it's like, it's kind of like a high school union going back. And it's like, not only do I want to like get in shape to be able to play soccer, but also like, Hey, look, I'm not a fat ass. <laughs> That's <laughs> always I, am. A dream. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never go back to a high school reunion. In fact, I didn't yeah, even I get didn't invited my to my last one. Yeah. I didn't get invited to my 10 year one, which is funny because my parents lived in the same house where I lived in during high school. So they didn't get anything, whatever. I wouldn't have gone anyway, but, um, but, but yeah, if I ever did, I, it's like, I keep thinking like, oh, if I go back to a high school reunion, I want to like have my life together. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. But <laughs> so I'm just never say, going. Hey, I have three podcasts. <laughs> People in, in Davis, California would not care. <laughs> They'd be like, what's a pod? No, they probably listen to podcasts up there, but. They're like, is that like cereal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that like um, Joe Rogan? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, do you know what? I just remembered. What? We we got a review on iTunes. What? And we said, we told people, if you give us a five-star review on uh, on Apple Podcasts, what formerly iTunes, that we would read it on the Oh my air, God, so. we should read it. Um, but this is from DSEMP37078. And this was actually from the 7th of July. So it's huh? been a while since we recorded. Um said, I'm for, or they said, I'm familiar with the early Weezer catalog, but know nothing of the later albums. This podcast has been a great introduction to the newer material, especially as it seems Matt and Sarah are hearing some of these songs for the first time as well. <laughs> Their banter about all things other than Weezer is very entertaining and they have great chemistry. Highly recommended this podcast to Weezer fans, casual or hardcore. Yay. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. 37078. That's so nice. And you're right. Yeah. We are hearing a lot of these for the first time and it is very exciting. There's one song on today's episode that I heard for the first time. Me too. I wonder if it's and the same I one. I did not like it. Me neither. It's probably the same one. Yeah. Well, I am excited for this episode as I am for every episode. I feel like I say that every episode, but it's like, yeah. I had so I, much fun. I'm very excited for this one. I had so much fun, like watching the videos and stuff, like, yeah, and well, some of the songs probably, I've like, never like, heard. At the start of these, like say, Hey, say we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking, we're talking about Weezer performing on Letterman. Yeah. Uh, which there were more than I had yeah, thought there, were, there would be, or maybe you told me there was a bunch and I forgot, but yeah. Cause, well, I think when we decided we won't, cause we were trying to figure out, 
if we wanted to do just like late night in general. Mm-hmm. But then we saw that uh, they have a lot of late night performances over the past, you know, what, yeah. 25 years that they've been, you know, a band or, you know, they've been performing on late night shows. So then we decided to kind of narrow it down just to one of them. So, so Letterman and Letterman is probably one of the big, the big ones. Mm-hmm. Over, I mean, obviously it's one of the big talk shows of the past 50 years, um, but it's, it seems like it's really big for musicians, especially because I kind of went down some rabbit holes in the past Ooh. couple of weeks while looking at this, just watching all these Letterman performances. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I imagine there have been, yeah, I feel like there and are it's like about, great bands too. Yeah, well, and, and we will talk about it, but like my favorite Weezer performance ever was a Letterman performance. One of the ones we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah. So it's pretty iconic. Uh, yeah. And, and actually, so the first one we're going to, well, yeah. actually before we get to that, mm-hmm. I just have a couple of background things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, really small things. Um, so, so the LA Times wrote about the Blue Album when it came out, um, and, and it said, at the very end of the article, it said, The band has met several comics, mostly younger ones like Ben Stiller and Jon Stewart. But perhaps the greatest honor came when Weezer discovered that David Letterman spins the record for his guests as they wait in his studio's green room, mm-hmm. says Wilson. That, to me, is success. Wow. Which and that's like, cool that Letterman, yeah. so that mean David Letterman is like a fan of Weezer? I don't know, because I know, like, Letterman's a huge fan. Like, the Foo Fighters are his favorite band, hmm. which is interesting, because, you know, he's, a, he, well, he's not a grandpa, but he's grandpa age. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa age, yeah. Like, he, he's got to be in his 70s, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his NBC show started in, like, the, the early 80s. Oh, yeah, he's at least in his 70s, for sure. Yeah, so he's kind of just been around for our entire lives, like, literally our entire lives. Yeah. He's been uh, on late night. Um but yeah, I, I wonder if that was him or like, you know, when his music booker or whoever playing it. But that's that's pretty cool that. Yeah. Because Letterman was always the cool one. It's like Leno was the lame guy. <laughs> like, I, can you think of any Leno perform like a mus- musical performance on Leno? I, I can't. I thought you were going to say, can you think of anyone who's like more lame than Leno? <laughs> like, no, Jimmy Fallon. Really. <laughs> you know, I don't think of music musical performances when I think of Leno. I I can't even like think in my head of like what it would look like on that stage. No. Cause like Letterman is kind of iconic. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Ed Sullivan theater iconic cause uh, you know, the Beatles, everyone played there, Mm -hmm. you know, on the Ed Sullivan show and everything. Um, And then really quick, one other thing in 2006, the Harvard Crimson, somebody from there interviewed uh, Rivers (laughs) and he said, uh, they asked him what's more nerve wracking an exam or a show. And then River says, the most nerve wracking experience is an oral presentation in class. And right under that would be doing Saturday Night Live or David Letterman, one wow. of those shows. And it's funny because it's 2006. So he's done all the other shows. Like he's done, I think, I guess Kim Hall was probably on by then, right? I don't but, know. You, you know, he's done a bunch of late night stuff. And it's for him, it's still like Letterman and SNL are the two big ones. That's so interesting. And I wouldn't have thought that. Um, based on one of the ones we're going to talk about later, he seemed very comfortable, but, uh, well, I guess not maybe a couple of them, but <laughs> yeah, maybe he got more, I mean, you know, he got maybe. to be a better yeah. performer, but the first one, yeah, let's just jump into say it ain't yeah. so, cause that was kind of the iconic performance. Mm-hmm. I can't confront you. I never could do. Though it's my hurt you. This way is a water slide away from me that takes it for the 
that one is my favorite performance. It's just, uh, it's like when I watched it, because I, I watched all of these and that was the only one I had seen. And I've seen it so many times because I would always go back and rewatch. And I actually was like in tears. It's so good. <laughs> it's just like the emotion from everyone, the characters, like Matt's shirt. My God, there's so much to unpack. What's on, who's that on Matt's I, shirt? Was that, um, is that that guy? What's his name? Uh, <laughs> you know, help. that doesn't help grandma. Um, <laughs> Ritter, Jason, not not Jason Ritter. John Ritter. John Ritter from Three's Company. Wait, was yeah, three, yeah, Three's Hold Company. Hold on, I'm googling a picture of John. Yeah, yeah, isn't it John Ritter? I couldn't tell because the quality on all of these are pretty terrible. I'm googling John Ritter, Three's Company. I think it's him. You know what? I'm just gonna. You know, what I'm gonna Google right now. Weezer, John Ritter, Matt Sharp, oh, Letterman. Matt Sharp shirt. <laughs> and I bet somebody is like, what is the deal with this shirt? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Huh. Do Are people not talking about the shirt? Probably not because it, it was a performance from <laughs> 25 <laughs> like, years ago. This is me from like, this is like me on the boards. Like, I'm sure there probably was a thread on the boards that was like, Matt's shirt. Let's talk about it. <laughs> probably. Um, but- I... I, I was trying to figure out who it shirt. was because like certain times it kind of looked like it was Brian, <laughs> which like, I knew it wouldn't be, but it was hilarious. Yeah. I, I, my guess is that it's John Ritter. Yeah. Um, we'll go with that. Yeah. If you, if you know, email us. But I, I have a feeling it's not that because it, otherwise it would show up when I Googled it. And, and I think one reason is that his aren't the clothes anybody's talking about in this performance. There well, is no, another they, member of the band whose clothes they are, everyone mentions when they talk about this performance. River's pants. Yeah, <laughs> everyone says, "Look at River's pants." <laughs> they're so they're so baggy because he was yeah. doing the thing with his leg at the time. He had the big leg brace. Yeah, he had a huge leg brace. For, what was that? From the leg extension thing, or was it? I think so, yeah. And you oh, can see at the end oh yeah, when... Yeah, so was the third single. Yeah, and you can see at the end when, like, as it's kind of fading out, Rivers kind of steps back and kind of limps. Like, it's because he yeah. has that thing on his leg. That's why his pants were so big. Yeah, yeah, and I saw somewhere where Rivers had told them beforehand, you guys go ahead and go crazy. <laughs> that explains I can't move. everything. <laughs> Well, Which also, mean, I, yeah. I kind of thought about that, but Matt does that in every performance. So Matt's just he being does. Matt. He does. Um, but like Brian was really Pat, going for, for some it reason too. has green hair. He does. Mm-hmm. And oh, and one more thing about River's pants. <laughs> what makes them look even bigger is that they're khakis. That's true. Like if yeah. they were jeans, then you could mm-hmm. say, oh, it's the 90s. People were, you know. Baggy jeans. Yeah. Maybe that was before kind of the baggy jeans craze. But now looking back at it, you know. 25 years later we would say oh that's just 90s jeans yeah <laughs> but the fact that they're khakis and one leg just looks one leg looks bigger than the other one yeah, yeah. or he could have gone with black pants it would have been more slimming you know they would have looked smaller maybe but and, and sometimes when he's performing or when he's singing like uh before they get into like the chorus before mm-hmm. they get into you know the the big you know the big part of saying so he uh he looks like he has like a thousand yard stare and he's just like staring yeah. off into the distance. He looks like he has a lot of feelings, you know? Or, yeah, either that or he's just super nervous. Maybe, yeah, I'm it could be that, too. somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. But, but, so you're not a huge fan of this performance, is that true? Yeah, well, 
yeah, I said before that I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if I just saw a worse quality version or something, or maybe. Or you just really uh, didn't like those know. pants. <laughs> but this, but I really like this performance actually oh, now good, that I yeah. rewatched it. And I wonder, I maybe I was looking at a performance on another show or something, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, obviously it's, we've mentioned it before. This is both of our favorite songs, I think mm-hmm. by Weezer. And I think it's a really good performance. They, I mean, they're, they sound so good live usually. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, there's just so much, everyone is so into it. You know, like everyone in the band is like giving a hundred percent and like, ah, it's just, it's so good. And seeing Matt jump, I just love anything where Matt is like yeah. jumping around. Just and, like all of a sudden just shows up in the back yeah. of like a one shot of rivers. And I know some people don't like that about him, but it's like, he added something to the band. Yeah, he really I, I like did. Because mm-hmm. you need you need the guy that's gonna be like jumping around, and usually it's the front man. Mm-hmm. Like usually, it's, usually it's not the bassist. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, Scott. You know, he he does some some like rock star poses and stuff, but he doesn't really mm-hmm. run around. But I also no. think I also think that they do a lot more backup vocals on their new song. So yeah, he has to be kind of near the mic. And this performance, actually, you know, you said it was your favorite, mm-hmm. and um. It's also a huge favorite of a lot of people because when yeah. Letterman went off the air, everyone was doing like top 10, top oh. 25 performances of uh, on Letterman all time. And this was on pretty much everyone that I saw. Oh, nice. Yeah, that so, makes sense. And the other one, I I don't know if you watched the one that I told you, the James Brown one. Uh, No, I didn't. So I... I was watching because it's, we were talking about how Rivers just stands there and, you know, obviously because his, yeah. you know, legs all fucked up, but James, James Brown performed, I think it was in 82. So it was back on the old NBC show and it was like right when they started. And that's a guy that does not just stand around. <laughs> like, obviously he's known, you know, the hardest mm-hmm. working man in show business, all that stuff. And he, you should go like that one was also one that was on all the lists and I watched it and so he, like some of the later Weezer performances, the uh, you know Paul Schaefer and the band mm-hmm. was his band for that. Mm. And then also he did two songs, and it sounds and then it sounds like they bumped off a guest so he could do a third song. <gasps> nice. <laughs> so the the clip online is like thirteen minutes wow. of James Brown, oh and God. he's like dancing and he's getting the crowd <gasps> of all these like. 80s white people like the nerdiest looking white people like making them dance like, he's getting them like stand up like you oh, you, like, so you do funny. this and i do you know when i say this you say this. and he's like it's working it's like man <laughs> it's just like compared it to river just standing there and it's so funny <laughs> but i wanted to see i want to know what the crowd was doing for this performance they're probably sitting down like guess, when you yeah. see any of the performances it's a shock to see them stand up yeah hmm. And they only stand up, I think, if they tell them to, because they're all tourists. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a show that they're taping. So you kind of have to like follow some rules and stuff. But And and most people there are probably like, who the hell's Weezer? <laughs> That's like, true. I'm, you know, I, I'm a mom from Nebraska. <laughs> I, I don't Bring back to the them. guest. Bring back who would have <laughs> yeah. been big around that time. <laughs> like, oh, I wonder who else was in that show. I like, meant to look up who was on the show on all these. Huh. And I didn't. Huh. Oh, well, that would have been smart to do. <laughs> it's probably Meg Ryan or something, you know. Yeah. 94. Yeah, and this was when Letterman was like at the peak of his powers. It's mm. when he was like beating Leno and the ratings and everything. And, you know, and like I said, he was the cool one. So everyone would be on Letterman. 
So I wonder, um, or it's probably just, or sometimes it, he'd have just like an author on because yeah. that week didn't have anybody. So. <laughs> oh yeah. But man, this performance, it's, it's something special. I think it's magical. So. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's one that you, back when, you know, cable wasn't a huge thing yet and, uh, there was only two late night shows in, well, and three with, with Conan, but like two of the big late night shows. So it was, it was a time where, you know, showing up and having a great performance could change a lot of things for, for an act. Mm-hmm. And I think it did for, for Weezer. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's so good. Everyone should go watch it. If you haven't, if you haven't watched it, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. And there's it. a couple, there's one that's a decent quality one, but it starts after Letterman introduces them. Hmm. Well, it's on the, uh, it's also on the video capture device. I don't think there's commentary oh, yeah. with it. Um, I'm pretty sure there isn't commentary with it, uh, but it's not. there. In a if, if there quality. is the next episode, we'll have to come back. Well, you'll yeah. have to come back cause I don't have, I don't have a TV to watch it on right now. Oh, I'm fairly certain there is not commentary on it. Um, but it speaks for itself. It doesn't need commentary, but there's a high, you know, there's a high, probably the highest quality version available is on that. I imagine. So yeah, people are looking for it. Check it out there. When I was searching for stuff, there wasn't that much on the internet about Weezer and, and Letterman. But one thing was uh, WNYC. They interviewed comedian uh, Hari Kondabalu, who is hilarious. I saw him live when I went to Denver a couple months ago. Mm. Um, and he's a huge Weezer fan, apparently. Mm. And uh, he mentioned Say It Ain't So performance. He said, I remember seeing Weezer playing on a Letterman in 95. I already liked them. But after that, they were so weird. Mm. River's pants were so big. They all looked so <laughs> awkward. They were singing with such heart, and I just fell in love with that band. I was yeah. eleven or twelve at the time. I was on, uh, I was eleven and twelve at the time. Then ellipses. Uh, I was on Letterman the first time a few months ago, and the first thing I th- I thought about, I saw Weezer on Letterman in '95, and now I'm on Letterman. <laughs> That's so cool. So yeah, so you know, there's other um, brown people that like Weezer besides us. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we move on to the next one? Because yeah, all the other them, ones I had not seen before. Yeah, me either. It took them a while to come back on the show because they didn't come back for for Pinkerton. They didn't come back for the yeah. Green Album. They didn't come back till Maladroit. Wow. Or uh, oh, I meant to mention how you know David Letterman always has the weird introductions. So for Keep Fishing, which is the next song, he says uh, they're a very popular rock and roll band, and their claimed new CD is called Maladroit. That's in Michigan, I believe. <laughs> And it's I heard fishing. him say that and I didn't get it. Cause it's just, it's, he's an, abs- it, he just says absurd things and it's funny. <laughs> That's what I love letter. Like Letterman. I used to watch him so much. Like I used to down, like download the episodes and watch them. <laughs> I mean, my parents would watch him every night. Like yeah, they would but, never watch Leno, but also Leno came on later. Didn't he? Wasn't he on at like midnight no, or 1230? The same time. Same time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we just didn't watch him then. <laughs> yeah. Like we never watched Leno. We always watched Letterman. Like the, mm. there was one time, I don't even know when it was. It was, I was a kid for some reason. Uh, my dad let me stay. I think I said this on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Um, my dad let, let me stay up for some reason and we were watching it and there was like a solar eclipse. So then he did some solar eclipse joke and for and he did a double take to the camera. Like he looked back at it and for some reason it made me laugh. And like I was drinking Sprite for some reason and Sprite came out my nose. <laughs> and still like, that's a thing in our family where we're like, Oh, it's funny, but it's not Sprite out your nose. funny. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's high praise though, to have 
something you're drinking come out your nose. Yeah, especially when it's Sprite and that hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's carbonated. It hurts to it hurts to just drink Sprite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh, keep fishing. <laughs> What year was what year was this performance? Two thousand two, because the album came out in two thousand two. It must have been two thousand two then, because yeah. this is the first single, right? Yes, I I, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, we'll just say two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two or two thousand three, but yeah. probably two thousand two. Probably two thousand two. I mean, Rivers is wearing normal size pants and a suit. It's his suit phase. Yeah, I think because in, in the Keep Fishing video, he was also wearing a suit. So I don't know if yep. this was like a thing he was doing, which is funny because also during Maladroit, he had he also went through this phase where he had like like a big bushy beard. So I don't oh, know. Yeah. What, yeah. I don't know when what came after what. Um, but this was his clean cut suit phase. <laughs> I don't keep track of these things. I just I just noticed. Um pats on a riser this time because last time i think he was just like on the same level as the band yeah i think so so and brian's wearing an interesting vest i don't know if he went through a vest phase i didn't know i didn't write down what i can't remember i only i only wrote it down because i was like huh vests i don't usually see him in vests (laughs) (laughs) yeah and this is, you know, what do you think of the song overall? Because I think we've talked about it well, before. Yeah, the song is, again, it, this was a song where I was like, where I kind of first noticed Weezer was that song and that video specifically, the music video. Yeah. Um, the song, I like the song better in the music video version, like the single version as opposed to the album version. This performance of the song, honestly, this performance bored me a little bit. Yeah, I, I kind of said... There, there were there were a couple parts where they cut to Pat and he was doing some really cool stuff on the drums and that <laughs> was fun but that was that was about it there was really nothing of interest nobody's moving around it's kind of a very standard performance of the song so yeah it's one they don't play anymore either yeah uh, mm-hmm. and I think part of it is because there's so much backup vocals on this that you know Scott and Brian can't get away from their microphone. Yeah, that's very, true. So they can't really do anything. It's maybe not a fun live song to do. So, uh, yeah, I really didn't have much to say about it. It's yeah. except like, yeah, I, I wrote, yeah, I actually wrote not a great live song on here. Like, I don't <laughs> think that it's like, I, I like the song and this, this sounded like the single version to me. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one that's, it's one of those ones that it's fine. Yeah. It's not, it's not bad, like one that we'll talk about. Actually, a couple that we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about. Maybe, maybe three we'll talk about. Yeah. The next three. <laughs> oh, God, so yeah. I hope you guys really got your fill of us praising Say It Ain't So because... Uh, <laughs> well, so, some <laughs> the of these... next three are rough. I mean, not to, not to like jump ahead too much. Some of them are like... I feel like maybe the album versions are better and the, the they're not good for live. I mean, yeah. it's like really important to choose a song that works well for a live performance. Well, you're always going to play your single, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, which is why. Okay, I, I mean, I, I won't skip ahead, but there's one song where I'm like, "Was that really their single?" <laughs> yeah. And, 
and I, I will say on all of these, they sound like the music, the mu- like it sounds good. Like technically it sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Like there's none where you're like, oh, they're, you know, they're out of tune or River's voice sounds bad. Like his voice on Keep Fishing is fine. Like it's yeah, not it's great. Fine. But, it's, but I don't feel know, like he's fine. really going for it the way, like, in, in Say It Ain't So, in that performance, he's really going for it. But, yeah. you know, and I always like to say, like, oh, well, it's because he was younger and, you know, you have more energy then. But, like, during Keep Fishing times, they were, like, younger than we are now. And Oh, God. <laughs> I think so. Wait, wait. 75, let's see. There. No, no, no. He was, like around our age or something like that. And yeah, it's like, right. I'm not so old that I couldn't, if I it, was well, a like musician, said, it's not a great life. Like it's not yeah, a song. Maybe that, it's just not a good life song. Like what's, what's the part where you want to get really emotional and keep fishing? <laughs> I don't even know what the song's about, to be honest. Well, I mean, I know what they said it's about and it is about fishing, but I, yeah, it's not really a song that has an emotional core for me. It, so, yeah, it's like a song that's like almost there. It's like, yeah. maybe if there's like one other, I don't know. Like I'd have to listen to the song itself a bunch, but I yeah. think the song I is fun that, and the performance is standard and, and there's nothing think, wrong with it. I think some of the other performances we'll talk about, he does go for it more. Well, some of the other performances are a lot more interesting, but I'm, I, I don't know if that makes them better. Maybe it does. Cause at least you're getting a show. Yeah. <laughs> and Okay. So I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about no. fishing? No, let's move on yeah. to the next like, one. I, I, oh, I did notice that the video doesn't show like him coming. Like, I, I like when they show like Letterman coming on and shaking their hands yeah, afterwards because yeah. he always mm-hmm. says weird stuff like "Gee whiz" or "Golly, that was fun" or like <laughs> stuff like that. Like, yeah, but I like some, that. Mm-hmm. A lot of these clips just kind of cut right yeah. away to, uh, or just don't cut to anything because it's a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. So the next one is uh, is our favorite song, Beverly Hills. <laughs> And Letterman introduced them by saying, oops, I just punched my microphone. Um, an acclaimed rock and roll band whose most recent CD is entitled Make Believe. So he doesn't even say anything fun there. <laughs> but yeah, so Beverly Hills. So they were back. You know, it didn't take them eight years or whatever to get yeah, back. Yeah. took them like or, a few or years, longer than eight years. Mm. But it, yeah, so they got back, you know, for the next album. Yeah. Yeah, and we have Scott um, in this performance. We have Scott with his bucket hat phase. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know if any of these people had phases with their fashion, but Scott's wearing a bucket hat. That's the yeah, one thing I, I noticed. Fashion. <laughs> okay. Well, you didn't notice River's shirt. Um, what was going on with this? I feel like I noticed he's, his shirt, but he's I wearing an orange like button-down shirt and has a bunch of patches on it, like patches, yeah. like NASCAR patches. I think I saw his shirt and immediately blocked it from my mind because I didn't understand it. <laughs> And it's funny because in this song, he says, my fashion sense is a little whack. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I look at all of them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. All of your, <laughs> all of them are, except for, uh, yeah. Uh, Scott has the bucket cap on and it's like, why are you going, is that are, a thing? should he yeah. use that for keep fishing? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but, um, I, I don't, I, I mean, I feel like this performance, I wrote down that it was worse than the album version and I don't know if that's true. Um, <laughs> but I, I'll tell you that when the girl says, gimme, gimme, it's way oh. creepier life. Yeah. And they cut to her every single every time t- she says it and it's like, you don't need to. And it's weird and I don't like it. I don't know and, who she is, but yeah, I mean, I was going to look at her, try to look it up, but also like it. it it's just so creepy the way she's maybe it's because yeah. we saw her yeah well it's creepy when anyone says that nobody could say that and like have the way be... that she says it. 
Kiwi, kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird that she's there, but I understand it's a part of the song. I don't know. Again. She also plays, she also has the, sh- the shakers, so she's she does, contributing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I guess this is a better live song than Keep Fishing, because yeah, you've got the... Um, solo. Yeah, the solo is is interesting. They did something. It's a little bit different from the the solo version on yeah. on the actual song. So, so that's nice, I guess. Remember when I said there was one part of one song that I <laughs> went way into? Yes. It was this solo where he uses the talk box or the mm-hmm. vocoder or whatever it's yeah. called. Uh, so like yeah yeah, there's a little bit like he added to the solo. Yeah. Like at the beginning and then he goes into just what it was. And you know, I, I love that sound like mm-hmm. the vocoder and the talk box. Yeah. And so I decided to go and look up all the stuff from it, <laughs> from like the history of it. <laughs> like, I think that the most famous one is a uh, Peter Frampton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Show me the way off of uh, Frampton comes alive. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the famous live version from 75 and he, he does it. And then he says, that he got it from uh, Joe Walsh, who, you know, Joe Walsh is a, a great guitarist and he was mm. in the Eagles and everything, but he used it in Rocky Mountain Way. Mm. And then Joe Walsh, he got the talk box from uh, the wife of a Nashville singer. Oh, I didn't write down his name, but but some like, country mu- guy who who said he invented it. <laughs> and then the and then I don't know if he died or they got divorced or something. And then the wife's like, oh, no, you can just have this to Joe Walsh. So then he... <laughs> Uses it for Rocky Mountain Way, which is, you know, one of his iconic songs. It's, um, so, it's so interesting. I, I had never, I don't know that I'd ever like seen or I forgot how you use it. Or It's just so weird to see. Yeah, I, I don't quite get it. it. <laughs> I still don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it works. It's magic. <laughs> but, but even though that Joe Walsh says that that guy invented it, they weren't the first ones to use it. In, in 1969... Sly and the Family Stone used it for the song Sex Machine, which isn't the James Brown Sex Machine. It's a different song called Sex Machine. It's off uh, off the album Stand, which is probably their iconic album. Uh, and it's like a 13-minute song where he just like riffing with the, with a the vocoder. Huh. And like everyone comes in and does their so like everyone gets to do solos and stuff. It's really oh, wow. I, mean, I love Sly and the Family Stone. I think I mentioned it on this mm-hmm. podcast before. Yeah, yeah. Like they're one of the great bands of all time that no one ever talks about. Yeah. And uh, so they did it in 69 and so did a song uh, by Al Cooper, not Alice Cooper, Al Cooper, <laughs> who is a member of Earth, Wind and Fire and Shuggy Otis, who I have no idea who he is, hmm. uh, called One One Room Country Shack. And they use a vocoder in that. So oh. they used it, you know, three or f- what was it like f- five, five years before Joe Walsh did. Interesting. It's such a distinctive sound, and I feel like it's not used. Uh, yeah. Maybe I just don't hear it a lot. I think Rivers does use it in some other songs. Does he? I was thinking. Yeah. I was trying to think if he does, but I there's one because I was trying to look it up because I, I still don't know vocoder talk box. I don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Still, I kind of looked it up and I still don't understand. <laughs> so somebody out there who understands, uh, I don't know. Don't email us because I won't know. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I, I really like the vocoder. It's, it, it is, like you said, it's a unique sound. Yeah, it's very distinctive and very memorable. It's probably the most memorable part Memorable part of this song. Yeah. Well, that and how, like, bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> and how there's, like, it's it's Rivers doing his rapping or whatever. But um, Oh, man. It, I just, yeah, the song is just... 
It's rough. <laughs> yeah. I thought the like if we're just thinking of it from a performance standpoint, I think like I said, I thought it was worse than the album version, but I, I guess in some ways just talking about it and thinking about how like at least he did something different with the solo. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it was probably a fine a fine performance of the song. If you like the song, you probably like this performance. And in this performance at least on the video that we had Letterman came and gave him their weird head, awkward handshakes. <laughs> Yay. I don't think, uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he just like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's good to see you. And like, I just, it makes me laugh every time because it's just like, Hey, I'm a guy from the Midwest and I'm just being polite and saying hi. And, uh, Letterman's the best. I yeah. love Letterman. Even well, though he's, he's problematic. <laughs> is he? He had the whole thing where he was having an affair with his intern. Oh, <gasps> remember that or i blocked it from my brain again yeah yeah he was having so what happened was he was having an affair with an intern and someone tried to blackmail him with it wow so he called the fbi (laughs) because this person tried to blackmail me and then like he went on that night on the show and it was like this is what's happening and like he admitted i'm having you know i i was having affairs with like multiple and like he a lot of interns, I think. Wow. And, uh, which is obviously, you know, the power dynamic there yeah. mm-hmm. and everything. And there's a lot of things about how, uh, everyone at the time, including him, didn't have any female writers or very few, mm. like f- female writers. And he's also, he's just generally like a standoffish kind of guy. Hmm. But I feel like after he, uh, had his heart attack, like he had quite quintuple yeah. by that bypass surgery. I feel like he became like a much better person, <laughs> <laughs> like a much mellower person. And, uh, and I think that I've heard a lot of people say like, Oh yeah. After that, he was kind of more of a regular person instead of, I think he was like a crazy, well, actually I know he was a crazy perfectionist. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you have to be, to be that successful probably. Yeah. And, Oh, and I also want to mention, uh, this has to do with musical performances, not Weezer, but after the first show back after his uh, surgery, he had his favorite band in the world on, uh, Foo Fighters. Huh. So they, they played Everlong, because as, as he said, it's my favorite song from my favorite band. Wow. Because he, he had called, they said they canceled a tour date to go do it. Wow. That's how much they liked him. Oh my God. <laughs> and they were the last band to play. They played, uh, they played on his final show. They played... Hmm. I think, yeah, they played Everlong while they put in like a huge montage of all the stuff that he'd done for the past oh, wow. 30 years. Now I want to listen to Foo Fighters. It's been like a really long time. I know. Since I, I've like to that. I, I really like Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. They're, <laughs> I, I know they kind of get a bad rap for I, I whatever reason. I don't understand why. I, I mean, they're, they were good from what I remember. I just haven't listened to them in a long time. Mm. Yeah. 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 We'll do a Foo Fighters podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking Foo to me? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I went off on a huge a bunch of tangents there. No, but that's like honestly the most interesting part of this performance is all the tangents. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you want to get to uh oh. So the next one, I think I don't think, want to, but we have to. <laughs> but I no, I think that we're saving that one for last cuz oh, the next one Oh. If I got the chronology right, cuz they played two nights in a row. Oh. On Letterman, these next okay. two, these last two. And I think the next one was if you're wondering if I want you to, okay. I want you to. Okay. Which is your favorite song, I know. <laughs> I 
where I feel like I can't explain why I don't like it, and it's <laughs> it catchy, and I fun. should yeah, it's catchy. like it, you know? I just don't like it. Do you know what? Now that I think about it, so I, I always think with Weezer songs, even when I don't like the songs, I usually like the music. Yeah. With Beverly Hills, I don't like the music. Yeah. And like, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. <laughs> God, that's a long name. I really like the music. It's so catchy. It is, yeah. And I don't like the lyrics, I guess. I, yeah, maybe. Um, oh, but let me let me say how he introduced it. Mm. A Grammy Award winning rock and roll band whose forthcoming album is entitled Ratitude. By the way, did you see the flying dog there? <laughs> and he points well, to the, and the album. he pronounced it Ratitude. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> I think so. He did oh. it twice. He's like Ratitude. <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah, he's he's a Foo Fighters fan, but I don't think he's a Weezer fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it is funny cuz I'm I mean, there, there's another Ratitude song we'll talk about in a second, I think. Um, yeah. But I, I guess I maybe have heard Ratitude because I've heard both of those songs. Uh, I hadn't heard the other one. What was it? Wait, I, I hadn't heard I'm Your Daddy. We can just say what oh, it is. Oh, God. But yeah, no, we'll, I, save, I we'll save but, talking about it. But Yeah, we will, yeah. Um, yeah, but I I had heard both of these. Uh, but yeah, I, I, don't like, I don't like the song. However, this performance was interesting. Yeah, they were like on a checkerboard floor. Mm-hmm. And um, Brian was all fancy. Was that for some reason? He was wearing like a like a tu- like tails almost like a tux. Yeah, Brian was wearing a tux. And did you notice on both these performances? Well, one Rivers didn't have a guitar, and two yeah. Pat had a guitar. Yes, which is funny because I think wait, these are two thousand nine ish. Uh, sure. I think I looked up the "I'm Your Daddy" one. It was two thousand nine, but um, because I saw Weezer in like 2010 and for a lot of that that was like the one time i've ever seen him and for a lot of that pat was on guitar and not drums so i think that was a thing that they were just doing at that time i don't know who the guy is who was on drums i I think that that i wonder if that was the the uh, cbs orchestra because i don't know because mm, maybe because because they did like when they when i saw them live they had someone else on drums but i can't remember if it was that same person yeah, this was 2009, November 2009. Yeah, that was like less than a year before I saw them. So, yeah, they were doing a, I guess Pat wanted to play guitar, but. Yeah, and on the, I mean, on this one, there was a lot of people playing guitar, even if Rivers wasn't, because they had, yeah. I think that the CBS orchestra has like two or three guitarists, mm-hmm. and they have an entire horn section, which I thought, I, I, like I thought that. that added a lot to it. It I, did, yeah. I really like that part. Me too. Yeah, I feel like that did add a lot to the song. And I said, no. It makes it catchy. Like, uh, you know, it just gives it a fuller sound, obviously, yes. than just four people or five mm-hmm. people. And and in this one, Pat gets kind of his little moment where they don't show him at all, where <laughs> where all the everything cuts out except for him and the drums, mm-hmm. except for acoustic guitar and the drums. And they don't show Pat while he's doing that. And, it's like, uh, we got to show the gimme gimme girl every time oh, she God. says it, but we can't show Pat. <sighs> and, you know, and Rivers... It's interesting to see what he's like when he does not isn't playing guitar. Well, you can tell that he like choreographed that. He had planned out what he was gonna do in terms of his like performance. Yeah, you know, like, like he he does like uh like he gets down on one knee when he's talking about 
proposing or whatever. I don't remember yeah. what part of the song that is, but like he has this whole choreography planned. Yeah, I think it's just probably because he's played it live a bunch and he's like, hey, I have, he's like, I guess what? I get to have fun and like move around and I can, I don't have to have just a mic stand mm-hmm. in front of me. Yeah, I can like, do stuff with my arms. I'm not holding a guitar. I can like gesture and do things. <laughs> I can like, point at the CBS orchestra. Yeah, like I'm not sure if I like it or not, but all I know is that I was kind of like, it was very fascinating. Like I definitely kept watching. I was like, this is really interesting. I want to see what else he does. <laughs> and I, I like the checkerboard floor that they had because mm-hmm. it kind of, the song signing, uh, the song sounds kind of old fashioned. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it seems kind of old fashioned, you yeah. know, like a 50s style you know, song or whatever. It does. Well, and it is nice because, because I mean, I guess, uh, well, Beverly Hills, Keep Fishing, both of those are pretty standard performances. And it's nice to, it is nice when you're doing a live performance on a late night show to have something that's a show, you yeah. know, it's not just the band playing. So, you know, even if I don't like the song, I appreciate that they did something different with it. Yeah. They get, and they get to have, uh, the, a huge band like i wonder how many members were in the yeah. cbs orchestra yeah because you know they get to have a keyboard obviously you know paul schaefer has like 90 keyboards yeah. <laughs> and obviously he's you know he's kind of he's like underrated or not i don't know if underrated but it's like not known how much of like a huge figure he is like yeah so he's canadian and there's this legendary performance of godspell in canada mm-hmm. with a bunch of like him and I think it was like uh, Dan Aykroyd and uh, a bunch of other people that ended up on SNL and like SCTV. Canadians. Yeah. Uh, Martin Short was there. Oh, so it was Martin Short, Gilda Radner, Paul Schaefer, Victor Garber, and Dan Aykroyd. Are all those people Canadian? I think so. Hmm. And they're all like legends. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all in this one 1972 production of Godspell. <laughs> That's so funny. And, you know, Paul Schaefer, you know, he, uh, so he was the original band leader for SNL. And then he, when he went off to do blues, Bro- like he, he went to do blues brothers. And I think that was when Lorne Michaels got mad that he went oh. and did blues or like he wouldn't let him go do it What for some reason. But yeah, but yeah, so it's, it's crazy that Paul Schaefer's like, he was in with like Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, he was on, he, I mean, and he was on Letterman as long as I ever watched. He it. was there like, the, he was, the entire time. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he was a staple of that, of that show. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. So, and I guess it's in this next song, I'm your daddy Ugh. that he got his little moment where he plays like a little bridge or whatever. <laughs> Should but, we go into talking about I'm Your Daddy? Oh, God, this is... I, I'd never heard this song, and I don't want to hear it again. I thought tonight would suck like every other night I party with my friends When I saw you grooving on the dance floor Normal came to an end Started talking and then it was so clear to me There's no one else like you the brains, the body, and the beauty to top it up, cool. Yeah, I I had heard it. I don't. I actually don't know if I'd heard the whole thing, but I definitely knew, or I at least knew the song existed. Um, my one of my of, notes yeah. for this is: Do I hate it so much I like it? Question <laughs> mark. Do you? I don't know. Well, the performance. 
It's so they're doing something weird. Well, they're all wearing the Weezer snuggies, snuggies. including um, all the CBS orchestra. Yeah, so it's like okay, you really went for it. And then, but and behind them, there's yeah. kids dressed who, up like memes. Who are those kids? We yeah, who were they? I don't understand. I didn't get I, that part. Okay, well, let's talk about the snuggies first <laughs> before we get into that. I get that they're all wearing snuggies, and it's kind of funny. Well, this is like maybe peak Weezer as a meme. Time, yeah, I guess. I guess like ratitude. Yeah, and but it just looks so weird. And like, they don't even look embarrassed about it. I'm sure. I wonder if they did that like on tour. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I, I don't also, know what I, I don't want one. <laughs> I really want a, a Weezer Snuggie. I'm well, I'm trying go, to remember when, when the Weezer Snuggie came out. It was like a. It had to be about that time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they were advertising it. It's just bizarre. It's bizarre. Um, but again, it, it is one of those things that it did keep my attention. And yeah. But but the song itself is so atrocious. It's probably the worst song of all the ones we're going to talk about today. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think it's close. <laughs> and like, I and obviously we've talked about we both really don't like Beverly Hills. Yeah. This but song Beverly is Hills like, is better than I'm Your Daddy. <laughs> this song is like painfully bad. It's like Beverly Hills is like say it ain't so to I'm Your Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I, there was one of the, there's another Weezer podcast that like. Uh, Weezer Bracket I think it was called and they tried to find the worst song of (laughs) the worst Weezer song this has to be up there yeah I mean and this this was was, rough like so this was one of their singles it's like a three minute clip I don't know I'm your I'm just like gonna search I'm your daddy but I need to make sure I put Weezer in this yeah (laughs) because I'm your daddy will probably come up with like some weird oh no Weezer comes up first when I've just searched for I'm your daddy Oh God, I can't. Yep. It's the second single after your favorite song. After wow. This album must be really bad. I'm actually trying to remember if I, no, I don't think I own this one. I feel like there were times in my life when people would buy me Weezer albums. They'd be like, Hey, <laughs> the new Weezer album's out. And I just be like, I, I don't listen to them anymore. <laughs> but this is one that we're gonna have to cover at some mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. This is one where we have to have a guest on that also has never heard it. And yeah. make them suffer along with us. Wait, the song is about his daughter? Really? Yeah. I'm just, I'm reading about it. I mean, we we won't talk extensively about the song, but I had to know what the song was about. Uh, Rivers Cuomo explains that he got the idea for the song when his daughter, Mia, was in the hospital. According to Cuomo, his daughter was hospitalized because her white blood cell count was dropping and doctors were not sure if she would get better. Cuomo sat by her for five days and whispered to her that you're my baby tonight and I'm your daddy. From that line, Cuomo then had an idea to turn it into a song after his daughter showed a full recovery. Now I feel bad thinking it's terrible, but it's oh, like, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> like, it's like, you should, you, it makes you me even feel more bad. I think it's such a bad song. Yeah. There's, there's like no annotations on genius for it, except for <laughs> when he says, I will ape the Goomba if you tire. Uh, what? Yeah. Again, Rivers doesn't have a guitar, so he wow. gets to wander around. And there's one really awkward moment with him and Brian, like during one of the choruses where they're both oh, singing. yeah. And he puts and like his arm Rivers around puts him. his arm around him and it <laughs> just looks so awkward. I ship it. I ship it. <laughs> there is oh, actually in, um, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to, 
Uh, there's a part where Rivers and Scott have a little moment. Oh, I, like, I didn't oh, notice. That was so cute. <laughs> and let's get to the kids. <laughs> yeah. So there's, okay, so there's a bunch of weird things about this. One is that there's a bunch of kids dressed up as different, like, meme type things. Like, one's like Ted Williams' head, which, do you know that story? Wait, is that that blinking white guy? No. Okay. No, this is way before this. This is 10 years ago. Oh. Ted, so do you know who huh. Ted Williams is? Mm, is he a baseball player or, or yeah. a... Oh, okay. Wait, how did I know He was like a is? legendary, like one of the all-time great baseball players, like inner circle, hall of famer, one, probably one of the top 10 players of all time. And uh, when he died, his son cryogenically froze his head. Oh, I think I have heard about that. So that became like a huge thing because obviously, hey, this legendary guy that played for the Boston Red Sox and he was the last batter to hit 400. No one's ever going to do it again, probably. And uh, I don't know. And then just this freakish stuff. And it's like not something that was in his will. So it's just like his son decided, I want to do this. And so then that's why Ted Williams' head is behind them. It must have happened around then. That's so weird. And. The only other one I recognized was Joaquin Phoenix from I'm Still There. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Or I'm Still Here? Yeah. Oh, this is all so specific to a very specific time. <laughs> do like, do, but do you remember that fake documentary? Um, oh, I do. Yeah. It was when Joaquin Phoenix was doing all this weird performance stuff and pretending he was yeah. like... A rapper. Yeah. So you have to go back and watch. So Joaquin Phoenix showed up on Letterman one time. Or showed up during this oh, time, like yeah. when the movie came out. I do Legendarily bad. <laughs> I rewatched it. Oh. And there's one line, because uh, like he's just like giving these like one word answers and he's like getting fake offended. And Letterman, you could tell he secretly loves it because he gets to just like rip on this guy. And he's very funny when he does that. And at the and like at one point, he's like, uh, he like mentions that. Joaquin Phoenix is chewing gum, so he spits the gum out and puts it under his, like, on the bottom of David Letterman's <laughs> desk. And it's just, like, all this weird stuff. And then um, at the very end, uh, this is a line that everyone remembers from that era where Letterman says, Joaquin, I'm sorry you couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> and everyone in the crowd goes all in. Even Joaquin Phoenix breaks character and laughs. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you got me. So funny. And, oh, I had to rewatch that. And it's painful to watch. But well, it's also hilarious. Yeah. I, didn't like Crispin Glover do a similar thing? I don't know if it was on Letterman or yeah, something. Yeah, it was. But, oh, yeah. He did like a similar, like, is he serious? He went crazy. Mm-hmm. This was like, this was an old NBC days, I think. It was in the 80s. But that was like, that was an act too, right? That, like, May, that I don't was, know. I think Crispin Glover, Glover's insane. Well, like, he doesn't act anymore. I think either. he's like legitimately a crazy person. Huh. Interesting. Or I, Or maybe that's just his... His uh, persona, if it is, man, he's really good at yeah. that persona. I I feel like and I like don't know. Madonna yeah. did the thing. Oh, did she also do something? Where like she that? like she said like the f word. Or no, I I'm afraid to say it now. I've said it like three <laughs> times this episode where she said fuck like 15 times during like it, it's not live, you know, so they can yeah. bleep it out, but it's mm-hmm. still it's like. And then uh, Drew Barrymore, she flashed Letterman. What? Like she got up on a, yeah, a bunch of weird stuff has happened. Like none of this would happen on Leno. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I just have the, I have the video on, um, 
And I'm just looking to see if there's anything I missed in terms of these like, oh, he's he's touching Brian. That's sweet. <laughs> That's the part where I said it's super awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the one last thing I have written down mm-hmm. was uh, at one point you could see like, you, you know, they make the desk area all dark. Mm-hmm. And then one shot you could see a person like clapping in the background. And I was trying to figure out who it was. So I looked up who was on and it was the only person that was on was Regis Philbin on that episode so it's either regis philbin or david letterman are clapping along to the song that's so either funny. one is hilarious who is that is hilarious who's the guy with the big hair i i seriously could not reckon wait i feel like he's supposed it, to be like a someone. kid thing no 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 he's like this guy who's like he has like this big bushy hair and sunglasses that's, no that's the joaquin phoenix when he oh, was, it's, oh, he's a okay. beard and hair. Oh, okay. That's who that's supposed to be. Yeah. Huh. And I bet that, had, I wonder how far before that had happened that yeah. he was on Letterman. Wow. Rivers is just like pumping his fists and jumping around, man. He's having fun. Yeah. No, he loves this song. He's like, wow. Yeah. He's having a good time. Oh, the Joaquin Phoenix thing on Letterman happened on february 11th 2009 it happened nine months before oh wow <laughs> and then it's like nine months later oh and they put the kids behind the band yeah it, it was it's very strange and perplexing but when i watch it um without sound i kind of am like really fascinated by it just the song is awful but it's like yeah watch it without sound it's kind of interesting <laughs> yeah maybe i should have tried that because i mean there is I think that this performance has more to talk about it than any other performance. Yeah. And not just because the song's bad, but I mean, cause like there's so much weird shit going on. Yeah. But it, again, I, I do like that, you know, it's not just the band playing the song. Cause I can't imagine them just playing this song. Like you have yeah. to add something to it. Imagine how bad this would be. The song would sound if they didn't have the full sound with the horns and everything going yeah. also because oh. like man ho- the horns add so much to these two performances yeah i'm really curious not like actually curious but i am curious what this sounds like on the album well uh, we'll hear at some point yeah mm. hopefully no time soon yeah um there's one so there, those are the only five times they appeared on letterman but then one more time they showed up after colbert took over mm-hmm they played a happy hour which from, from Pacific, Pacific Daydream. Daydream, which I hadn't heard this song. What do you, you think of it? Well, so I I so I don't know that I've even heard that album. I'm not yeah. totally sure if I've heard the album. It's possible that in context of the album, it might be an okay song. But just hearing this song by itself, it didn't feel like a good live song. I didn't like the song. And mm-hmm. it just felt very, like, like, too mellow. It wasn't, like, energetic enough for a live performance, I thought. At least, like, not to, like defend i'm your daddy but there's a lot going on there it's very energetic (laughs) 
So yeah. this was just like that they seemed, I don't know. It just did not seem like the right song to pick. I don't know if this was a single. It had to be. But if it was, it's just weird. I don't, if that's a single from that album, I'm not, I don't have high hopes for that album. I actually kind of like the song. Uh-huh. I didn't like, I, I agree with you. That's a terrible live song. Yeah. Well, that's Rivers why I couldn't just on tell. the keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the keyboards. That's They're why not... I couldn't tell if I liked the song or not. I don't think I did, but it's also like, this is not the ideal. I, maybe it, it fits into the album better and maybe it's better to just listen to through headphones instead of watching them perform it. Yeah. So, um, and Rivers has his like Mr. Rogers look. It reminded me yes. of the high as a kite video. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has the the rivers, the <laughs> Mr. Rogers uh, uh, cardigan going. And I wrote down Brian's girl from the ring look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Brian with long hair. I don't either. I, I like him with the short hair. I like him with the short hair. I don't even mind when he didn't have eyebrows. I thought that was a bold choice. Um, <laughs> the long hair, I don't so, know, you know, whatever makes him happy, but not my favorite. Did I think we talked about it. Did, did you watch the Mr. Rogers documentary? Yes. Oh, I still haven't. It's on HBO too. So, so good. I need to watch it. You will cry. It is so good. I know. That's why. That's what part of it's like. I need to yeah. watch it when I'm in the mood. To but it's like it's it. not. You won't cry because it's sad. Because it's mean, so beautiful. Yeah. And you know the the Mister Rogers uh, trailer with Tom Hanks mm-hmm. just came out. Oh, I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, that's another one where it's like I teared up just watching the trailer, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is one's gonna get me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, now I'm watching this performance with no sound. In <laughs> well, there's all those um, graphics in the background too, and I was wondering, like, who yeah. made those? Do they have someone on staff who like makes that, or do they just have that for all their performances of that song? I bet like, it's just. I bet it's the stuff that you play. Yeah, is projected behind them when they play it. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I I, I like the song. I didn't like the performance. Mm. Like it's. Like, yeah, I, didn't, I think I, didn't I hate I, the song. I'm just like, this isn't interesting. You need to do something yeah. when you're playing live. Because otherwise, like, I think that the day, like I mentioned how, you know, Say It Ain't So, it was such a huge thing because at the time Letterman was, you know, the, you know, the, the king of late night. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't exist anymore. In order to get noticed, you have to do something weird. Yeah. Like, I think that bands do good on Jimmy Kimmel doing weird stuff. Hmm. I remember one one time Dave Grohl, it was a Halloween episode. Dave Grohl hosted, like he took, like he guest hosted for Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, he was dressed up as David Letterman, hmm. like you know David Letterman with the crazy beard, like current day David Letterman, and uh, uh, Kristen Bell was on, and she was oh, who she dressed up as I forgot, but then you know then they you know they performed a song together they hmm. performed. I, I forgot. It was, did she sing Let It Go? Or was that Kristen Chenoweth? I don't know. I don't know, whatever. I think they performed. And then another time, like, uh, Foo Fighters performed with Alice Cooper. Hmm. And it's like, hey, that's something that, like, gets attention. Like, you have to do yeah. something extra. Yeah, you, you can't, can't just, just play, play your song. Yeah, exactly. You can't just play the song as it is, you know? That's not interesting. This is TV. It's show business, people. Yeah. Show business. I mean... I don't know if it's necessarily good or bad, but that's, that's what you have to do these days too. Yeah. Again, like I had a hard time watching through all these and trying to figure out like, okay, well this is a terrible song and it's a weird performance, but it left an impression versus this one. That's maybe like a better song slightly, but it's not interesting or memorable. 
So I, uh, I'll just watch the Say It Ain't So one because that's both interesting and memorable and a good song. <laughs> it's like, why can't we have both? But yeah, let's just let's aim for both. But I don't think that would be memorable if it happened now. Maybe not. Because yeah. you just can't. Yeah. Just come out of nowhere and just do nothing. Yeah. Like you used to be able to make that. <laughs> and I mean, it would have been cool if like Weezer became like one of those acts that Letterman, because like Letterman, you could tell the acts that he loved that he would keep having on. Mm-hmm. The other thing where I went down on my rabbit hole of, you know, reading all the stuff about the music performances is Warren Zevon, mm-hmm. you know, the Werewolves of London guy. Uh, uh, I've heard his name. You, you've heard Werewolves of London. No. Well, maybe. Have yeah, I? Have. <laughs> I never know. <laughs> <laughs> you can put in a clip of it now for anybody who doesn't know. Okay, but, I'll um, look it up. So he, he was like a great songwriter and he was kind of like a journeyman. Like that was his one hit, I think. But he was on, uh, he had, like the day before he, he was on Letterman, they announced that he, uh, he had uh, terminal mesothelioma. Oh, jeez. So then he was the only guest that Letterman had on all of all episode and I think he performed like three songs and like his songs like some of them are like heartbreaking and like there's one that um, Letterman begged him to perform and and then I watched it and I was like well I'm gonna cry (laughs) oh geez I'll have to look that up I guess I think that you would like his music actually hmm definitely heard the name I've probably heard some of his stuff and I just you know I can never remember names yeah, and he died like a year after that performance. Oh, jeez. Hmm. October 30th, 2002. Hmm. I was trying to figure out what the name of that song was. Yeah, you should listen to his music. I think you'd enjoy mm. it. In fact, yeah. I want to. Now I'm going to probably listen to some to get the <laughs> I'm your daddy out of my head. <laughs> oh, oh, Rivers. Why do you write uh, such things? Yeah. Hmm. Well, do you have anything else you want to say about these performances? Or should we go into no. Rivers' tweets? Because I, I don't have any tweets. Do you? I have a few. Oh wait, um, one, one last thing. Yeah. The Warren Zevon song that made me cry, mm-hmm. played at Letterman's request, was "Roland the Headless Gunner." Mm. So, anyways, I'll have to look ahead. that up. You have some tweets. I yeah. Don't. Okay, so Rivers' tweets. I wasn't sure what to look up because normally we look up stuff that's relevant to the episode. I did search for Letterman. He didn't did ever too. tweet about Letterman. Or um, Leno. Yeah, or Leno. I did also look up Leno. Um, <laughs> so I just decided to search for Daddy. To see. Oh no! No. <laughs> April fourteenth, twenty seventeen. It's Daddy no. season. <laughs> no. Why? This... Um, September eighteenth, two thousand four. Or no, September fourth, twenty eighteen. Uh, I have one of the most relatable faces of this century. Also, why does my arm look so good? Please punch me in the face, Daddy. Okay, and then we go to April tenth, twenty seventeen. Mia just said "daddy" and waved from her bunk. See, this is the problem with the word "daddy." It has too many different weird meanings. Uh, yeah. to October. Uh, yeah, because like see. when he says like Mia waved and said "daddy," oh, that's yeah, cute. When it's like it's, it's "daddy" season, it's like no, <laughs> fuck you. Little bit of relaxed time for daddy. That's another tweet. Um, there's see, a lot more. Funny. There's a lot more running around naked when daddy's in charge. November two thousand nine. That's uh, that's that's a kid's thing. Yeah, See, yes, that, yeah. I hope so. I don't Actually, know. I, think about it. I hope so. Oh, anyway, I won't read anymore. Those were kind of the main ones. There were eh, about ten or so daddy tweets, but 
Don't say like, you know, daddy tweets either. I don't like I don't like that word. <laughs> Nobody likes that word except for Rivers. I swear he always puts words. I mentioned this before and I can't remember another example, but he puts words in his songs now that are uncomfortable. Kind of We've like, talked about it a bunch. We have, but I can't remember. I like I heard one the other day and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna bring that up. But it's like the word moist. Like he uses words yeah. that are just gross and it's like you shouldn't use those words. I think words. he even mentioned it on one of our recent episodes. Yeah, I think so. It's just like, those aren't pleasing to my ears, you know? Oh, oh, well, it's been another edition of River's Tweets. <laughs> that, that was the cringiest one yet. <laughs> Yay. Uh, um, yeah, so I think that we've done a good job of getting back into the swing of things. Because like I said, you guys haven't heard, you guys haven't noticed that we haven't recorded in three weeks. <laughs> but we have. Um Anything you want to promote? Uh, well, just, you know, follow me on Instagram, Sarah Iyer. Twitter, Sarah and Julie Iyer. Um, what about you? Twitter, Instagram, at FBI Hop, on all that stuff. Um, yeah, you can email us, yeah. WeezerTurnPod at gmail.com, and uh, follow us and, everywhere, WeezerPod. Yeah, and do you want, if you'd think of anybody that would be a good guest and would want yeah. to be a guest, email us. Yeah, or Let email them and be like, hey. yeah, we want to try to have like a guest a month on, mm-hmm. or maybe more. Like I said, when we go out to LA, hopefully we'll record a few episodes yeah. then mm-hmm. in person. Um, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, Weezer Pod everywhere, Instagram. I remember to post on Instagram this week. <laughs> I keep forgetting because you can't schedule on Instagram, you can yeah. schedule on Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, WeezerTurnPod at gmail.com. Leave us those reviews. We read one today. Yeah. Let us read yours did. next. Mm-hmm. If if your podcasting, your podcatcher or whatever you listen allows you to do it, um, let us know that you give us a, uh, a review because I only look at Apple Podcasts because yeah. I don't know which other ones allow you to. Yeah, I don't know, but we'll track it down. We'll track it down and well, read it. No, no, you have to tell us because we're not going to well, track it down. Well, no, I mean, when people tell us, then yeah. we'll track it down after that. <laughs> yeah, I'll look at Apple Podcasts before every episode, but I'm not, I don't know the rest of them. So, um, yeah, leave us a five-star review. Give us, a, give us a, a, a review that's not offensive in any way, and we'll read it on the air. And don't make sure it doesn't include the word daddy or else we Ugh. won't read it. <laughs> no, actually, Ugh. you know what? Put daddy in it. Just, just no, try it. Don't, don't say the phrase. Put daddy in it. <laughs> Look, I think we've reached the end of this episode. We're getting, we're getting off the rails here. Yeah, late night record. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, how, how do you want to end this? Where are your daddies? No, I knew you were gonna <laughs> here do at Weezer Pod or whatever we're called. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.